Brother, co-host, a man that could taste all beer was blindfolded, 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 and know what type of beer is. The maker, thank you very much. The yeah, maker right. and all that stuff. Why Dr. Pedro B. My brother, what's going on? Hey, how's it going? How's it going? Yeah, you know. How you, how you feeling? It's been a while. Yeah, man. I mean, summer. I only yeah. see you guys for this. Yes. I don't work yeah. out with you guys. Yeah, anymore. why are you not coming to the bar? Oh. I know. Yeah, it's, it's hard to get there. Didn't you like have like some type of plan that uh, was like 30 sessions, was it, or something? Yeah, it's 10 sessions. I have to use it in three months. Okay. And I think last time I went, I went, yeah, I went like three times or so. Did you go to Orange Theory? And, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we're bringing Lady of, Lady of America back. Ooh. No, bring that back. No, I work out at home mostly. So, but Lady I, of America. I, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I got to try to get there. I know there's a 12 o'clock class that Karina goes to. So I'm going to try to go during that time. It's just, it's, it's, it's hard to get there. But, you gotta have that, you know, camaraderie, the the little, you know, working out with other people. You guys program a lot of um, at IMT. They program a lot of group or uh, a partner wads too. Yeah, so do. well, it's only Thursdays actually. Oh, that's Thursday. That's only that's the only time. Only okay, Thursdays. I just had to give me notice. Yeah. What, what days it was? <laughs> do you, you do any of the? Well, go, well, go well, you want to introduce our guest? Oh, definitely, man. One <laughs> of the best trainers that we have at IMT. Sebastian, man, very hopeful, and then you, you just know. diss all the other trainers. I know, right? You know, <laughs> one of the best. I know, look, man. Junior's great. Junior's gonna work the shit out of you next time. Junior's, you know, Junior's great too. I mean, I'm just saying, you know, he's he's at you know the same level as Junior that is really helpful, and they know their stuff, man, and they always there to try to not only help you with the the workout, but actually modify the workout if if you need to, and all of that. You know, thank you, you know, for being here, Sebastian. Definitely. Thank you, thank okay, you. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, welcome, welcome. Yeah. Go ahead, I'm sorry. You was going to ask him something about the uh, partners, the Thursday partners uh, workout. No, stuff. not not specifically, but yeah, I noticed that they did that. And, okay. you know, I just cut it in half pretty much. And then I'll, I'll pretend that Socrates is there. And then I'll just like, <laughs> thank I'll you, like, right, work, work, Socrates. Um, but no, I welcome. Yeah, of course. And... and I haven't been there much, but I, you, you were one of the coaches when I did go. You yeah. caught something that I did with Snatch real quick, and I and and yeah. flipped the switch, and that was that was really cool. Um, I guess that said, what, I mean, you obviously have, you know, experience, knowledge to yes. catch something that quick. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Can you tell me a little bit about maybe your your how you got into CrossFit and how you journey, became a coach? Yo, CrossFit journey. Well, first I started with wrestling. So I wrestled really? since the third grade. I wrestled well, from third grade. Next week to wrestling. I wrestled from third grade to ninth grade. Okay. Right? From there, I, I, you know, I figured I saw fitness. I started doing some pull-ups, started doing some push-ups. Right? I did that for a couple of years. And then I saw CrossFit. I'm like, oh, wow. These guys, <laughs> these guys are big. These guys are strong. These guys are fast. They're very athletic. They can move very well. They can move very fast. So I got into that. What year was that around? That was my senior year of high school. So I started CrossFit in August, like right before I went into high school, right before I went into my senior year. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. And then I did CrossFit training for a few years, and I started coaching. I got my level one, and I've been coaching ever since. And then recently I stopped doing CrossFit, and I'm no now I'm doing powerlifting. Okay. How do you like that? Yes. I like it a lot more. Really? Really? <laughs> yes, it's simple. 
Uh, yeah. The thing is, I'm a very... Uh, I like things broken down simply for me. Like methodical. Right? Very yes. methodical. Yes, it's yeah. very methodical. It's very... It, like, it's only three movements I have to focus on. Whereas in CrossFit, yeah, you have so many different movements. Yeah. Right? You have... You have the cleans, you have the snatches, the deadlifts, the squats, the, you know, the 10 different types of squats that we have, you know, whereas imperative thing is just three movements. And right? those are? Squat, bench, and deadlift. The big three. And- the big three. Yeah. And that's all I have to focus on, right? So I pretty much, the way the programming is set up is I squat, let's say, three times a week. I bench maybe three, four. And then I deadlift around two to three times a week, okay. right? Once I have the main lifts done, then I go into the accessories, right? The accessories will be, okay, strengthen the triceps for the bench, strengthen the chest for the bench, yep. strengthen the hamstrings for the deadlift or in the squat, strengthen the quads, strengthen the glutes. So you isolate everything else. So it's basically the main movements, and then everything else is like a bodybuilding, trying to get those, uh, trying to get those particular muscle groups stronger for those three lifts. Now, are you doing this because to expand your CrossFit knowledge or just moving, you know, completely different to, to power? So for me, it's because I like the training. I like the training simplicity, right? It's simple, but it's also complex. The more you dive deep into it, the more it's like, oh, wow, I didn't know this. And then right. other things pop up and you're like, you know, it broadens the mind a little bit but yeah. it's more because of the simplicity of it okay i don't have to focus on so many movements to perfect yeah. in order to progress in crossfit are you competing or, or yes i actually do have a competition coming up 9 11 oh. patriot mm-hmm. day yes yeah. yes is, is it here no it's in it's in millie's gym in orlando it's like 15 20 minutes away from my cousin's house so i'm gonna sleep over there and then I'm gonna head over to the competition. I mean, we actually uh, when we uh, went to that uh, soul uh, activity they had. Yeah, the. Uh, what was that? Uh, I don't remember. Thing? Yes. Yeah, the, uh, the, the Miami the something. Miami exactly, Miami Classic or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's coming it, up now, I think. Uh, is it? I think so. Yeah, they want they want you to perform your song. Oh, great, great. Thank you very much. You might produce this or whatever you said. No, I haven't heard it. They haven't bumped it at IMT. But it's also Nick's and myself. Oh, yeah, of course. We have to play it one day in the wall. Yeah. Okay. So, do you guys get ranked when you go and participate in those, you know, competition? Yes, yes. So, it's ranked by total. So your best squat of the day, your best bench of the day, and then your best deadlift of the day. We do have three attempts for each, right? So your first attempt should be around 90% of your one or max, roughly, right? So it should be easy so you have a score on, right? Oh, gotcha. I was going to ask that right now. Yeah. So once you hit your first, like, let's say rep, right, Mm -hmm. they have commands. So first you have to unrack the weight, walk it out. From there they'll tell you squat, squat to depth, and come up, right? There's three judges that are looking at you, two on the side and then one in the front. If you hit depth for the squat and you show control, they'll give you a white light. If you don't hit depth, then maybe one of those judges will give you a red light, right? So if you have two red lights or more, it doesn't count. If you have two white lights or more, it does count. So it's based on that. So 
I get my first attempt in, then I have to wait for the rest of the people in the group to go. Get my second attempt in. If it's good, then I progress to my third attempt. That's how it's done. If I don't get my first attempt, then I still have to re, uh, redo the first attempt, right? Until I get it. The one that's 90%. Yes, yes. So you always have to start light. That way you get a score on the leaderboard, basically, for the day. Because if you can't get a score for the squats, then you're basically disqualified. So squats is the most important thing in the powerlifting group, mm. I would say. Besides the deadlift. Yeah. Which is at the end. And and, and the winner actually is kind of adding all those scores yes. in. Yes. The, in, in each three of the exercises, right? Yes. The, the, whatever you get in each of those, mm-hmm. then they add them up and that's how they get the winner? Or? Exactly. So, for example, like, uh, it's by weight class, right? So they do have a little formula to it which I don't really know much about. I've been researching it a little bit, but it's it's called Wilkes, or you can search it up, and the other one's called Dots. Right? Those are the two formulas that they use, which depends on the weights, the age, and I think the... Um, what was it? It was the weight, age, and if you're a male or female. Right? That's what those formulas are. Right? So for the day, let's say my, my squat on my last meet, it was 463 three white lights, right? Then my bench was 320, three white lights, and my deadlift was 562, right? 562? 562. Add those up, it's 1355. So that's my total for the day, right? I weighed in at 197, so it was a 198-pound weight class, right? So based on that, they'll average the score up, scores up, see how everyone does, Mm -hmm. and whoever has the highest total basically wins the day. Right, and then whoever wins the weight class wins for that particular weight class. Gotcha. So there's different prizes. There's prizes for the weight class. There's sometimes prizes even for the squat. So if you have the highest squat of the day, okay. or if the highest deadlift of the day, stuff like okay. that. So, so, so it doesn't have to be uh, all the all the time added up. All the you could be yes. like independently of exactly. each score, you could get a a prize, I say, or exactly, exactly. Or they, they give so a- you can get a prize for the bench if you did the best of the, that day for the bench. Got it. All right. Yeah. But everyone always wants to go for the overall. But I, I noticed that's, that's that that's the big. That's the yeah. yeah. Yes. I, but I noticed that even in the, uh, in the Olympics, even in the, uh, uh, Pan American Games. Yes. And they always have the weightlifting part. Yes, I mean, the weightlifting do. is a pretty similar. It's pretty similar where we have three attempts, right? And there's three judges, and they give you either white or red lights. Right. And then it's based on a total, and then they do have a little formula that goes with that total as well. I don't know what that formula is called, but they also have that. No, I actually uh, follow one uh, 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 female athlete that she's a trainer in, in England, and she's always like sending um, athletes all over the, 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 the world to actually compete in weightlifting and all that stuff, you know, yeah. and all those three movements that you just mentioned. And um, I, weightlifting I, or powerlifting? Power, yeah, powerlifting. Power powerlifting. <laughs> power I'm sorry. Powerlifting. And and basically, um, one that that's one of the thing that is 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 a sport that is you know worldwide. Yes. You know that you can do it everywhere. I mean, you know, here, you know, like not, Yeah, no. <laughs> so is beer drinking. <laughs> but they're not in the Olympics yet. They're not the Olympics. And, and powerlifting. Power We're getting a petition signed pretty soon. No, power, oh yeah. yeah powerlifting okay. is actually not in the Olympics. No, no, it's in not. the Pan Am game, but they have it in the Pan Am games. 
it's weightlifting. weightlifting. It's weightlifting that they have, which is clean and jerk and snatch. Yeah. Oh, okay, right. Yes, okay. clean and jerk and snatch, they do have it in the Olympics. And I think in 2028, if I'm not mistaken, you can search this up. 2028, they want to remove it. Really? Wow. Yes, I believe so. You can search this up. Yeah. To uh, what it's called? Uh, yeah, you can search this up. Uh, they're trying to eliminate it because of, I think it's a steroid use, if I'm not mistaken. Search mm-hmm. it up. Confirm Whoa. for me. Okay. But from what last time I read, it was somewhere around there. Really? Yeah. Yeah, but the Olympics mm. are always like removing stuff and bringing stuff back in yeah. and all that stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah, they're always removing and putting stuff back in, yeah. I mean, weightlifting is similar in that sense where it's some more, I mean, not, it doesn't have just those, well, it has two movements, mm-hmm. right? But they, there's other, I guess, other aspects to it. Yes. Compared to powerlifting. Yes. Um, why not weightlifting? Why, how'd you go the powerlifting route? Um, weightlifting is very complex in terms of the skill acquisition you need. So you need a lot of mobility to get into those deep, mo- uh, d- deep movements. And also it's a lot of technique. Yeah. A lot of technique. Whereas in powerlifting is more raw strength. Okay. Then like, with the Olympic lifting is more like power. Sure. Right. Um, didn't, and, I'm sorry. Okay. Did, didn't Matt, uh, Matt Frisch started as a... Weightlifter. Yes, something. he started as a weightlifter. Right. Yeah, he started as a weightlifter. And then supposedly he was. I think he started at like twelve years old too. Right. Jeez. And I, and yeah. I, and I think he was almost on, on his way to um to the Olympics. Or something something happened. I don't know I'm about the sure. Olympics. I know I'm not that sure. I know that he was in the national level. Okay. I know that he was in the national level, and then he broke his back somehow. Exactly. Yeah, I was gonna he say a, he, he had his a back. he had a very bad uh, bad back injury. Right. And then he was rehabbing it in a CrossFit gym. And that's how he started. Correct. It's correct, right, right. I was at uh, something like that. Like it was something Tia. like that. Tia was in the Olympics. Oh, she, yeah? yeah, she was in the Olympics, in the Rio Olympics. And then she also won the Commonwealth Games for Olympic weightlifting as well. Oh. She's a she's a monster. She's a and you know she's working uh for to join the Bobsled Bob team for Australia to I, go I to the Olympics. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. She's training for that and training for the CrossFit Games. Imagine that. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. I'm going to one. Yeah, she retires now. Six, six. Uh, did she? Yeah. Officially? She officially. did? She retired? <laughs> yeah. I didn't see the official announcement. Well, not the official announcement, but they're saying that, that this is it for her. Like, That's what everyone says, I mean, but six, she, right? she's six. pretty much telling everybody we'll see okay. from last time no, I heard. Do you cook, do you keep up with CrossFit news stuff like that like yeah a little yeah. bit a little bit a little bit, bit. A little bit. I uh, I started basically when Matt Fraser started coming up okay so that's like the athlete that I had my eye on the entire time yeah, yeah. so like I do I do like watching his training videos how he trains his athletes and stuff like that it's yeah. pretty it's pretty fascinating to me I want to know a little bit more about CrossFit programming right just to see how they program week to week day-to-day, month-to-month uh, for, like, CrossFit Games, how they peek into it. Mm-hmm. I would like to know more about that because in powerlifting is very regimented, Okay. right? I do the same movements every – like, not the, not the same movements every day, but week-to-week, week, it's the same structure. It doesn't change. Okay. The only thing that changes week-to-week week is the weight mm-hmm. and then yeah, – it's pretty – it's the weight and the sets, Right. So on my hypertrophy blocks, it'll go up a set. My strength box, it'll go down a set. 
pretty much week to week. And block to block, what will change will be the reps. So like, let's say I'm working sets of 10 for squats and bench, uh, one block, and then sets of eight for deadlift. Then the next block, I'll do sets of eight and six. In with what you're doing now, you're still going to continue on the CrossFit route as a coach? Yes. Okay. Yes. And I'm also working on... Yeah, I'm also trying to work on uh, doing... Uh, I, I'm already... I already finished the personal training course. So I already, I'm already personal trainer certified. I just need to get finished the nutrition course. I'm doing the exam right now. So nice. once I finish that, then it's getting all the business papers in order so I can start my own business doing that. Nice. Congrats, man. That's pretty cool. I think that's underutilized in the CrossFit space. Would it still be kind of that more general? So I want to start more general first and then slowly as I get stronger, then start going and more knowledgeable about the programming and stuff. I'll lean more into the powerlifting realm. Okay. Yes. Do you think that um, the programming in the CrossFit game is actually changing since like, you know, the beginning of it? Because I, I was actually, uh, as a matter of fact, um, uh, talking to a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, we actually, I don't know, and I've been saying this a long time. I think that um, the CrossFit game is becoming more um, diverse and, like, less strength-wise. Like, they have, like, for example, this year they had a lot of running. Mm-hmm. Again, biking. Yes. The swimming part. Uh-huh. So it, it, it to me is it, lo- it looks like they are, are going more into, uh, like you guys call it functional movement more than mm-hmm. like the strength movement. You mean more endurance, like like endurance and all that, and all that. I think it's very well balanced because they did have a yoke carry. The guys yeah, had yeah. a six hundred pound yoke carry. Exactly. That no, is, no, no, no. That's that's six twenty five. I think it was six twenty five or something like that. And then on top of that, they had a, a sandbag uh, ladder. Exactly. I which remember was two forty, two thirty. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you didn't see that. It that is, was you had to carry that was crazy. into oh, your shoulders. That was crazy. Yeah. So, so if you look, if you ceviche <laughs> power, if you really look at how the games are designed, you always start off with endurance events. Yeah, they always have. You always yeah. start off with endurance events, yeah, and then do. you slowly, during the weekend, you go into the strength events towards the end. Mm. Why do you think they do that? Why? Um, In your point of view. To deplete your strength. <laughs> <laughs> to see if you really so, are strong. You're gassed at so that I think I think about it this way. When you lift a very heavy weight, your body is extremely fatigued. It's not the same as, like, running, like, let's say running a one-mile. Running a one-mile run... You will be, you won't be as fatigued as let's say deadlifting five hundred pounds off oh, the no. floor. No, I would say no. That's my opinion, right? Depends who you're talking to, of course. Well, maybe, maybe one, maybe not one rep, but a few reps or yes, a few yeah. reps. You know, like I think heavier weight will fatigue your body a lot more than the endurance aspect, right? With the endurance aspect, you're able to recover a little faster, yeah, right, because it's more breathing. Right. Whereas once you catch your breath, whereas the weightlifting part, if let's say you go to a powerlifting meet, right? Let, let's mm-hmm. say this week, let's say this week I have a powerlifting meet. I'm doing my one rep max on each lift. After that, that next week, I feel completely trashed. 225 feels heavy. And like <laughs> 225 on a squat feels heavy. 225 for a deadlift feels awful. Everything. 
is just completely smoked. Yeah. That's why I think they leave the strength part towards the end. Okay. Because you do get very fatigued. Yeah. Like you feel it in your body. Your joints kind of like stiffen up a little bit. Your muscles are a little more, a lot more tense than, let's say, the endurance yeah. stuff. So I, I haven't been to IMT in a while, but you're here now. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to take advantage. I'm going to ask you a question. <laughs> Something personal about me that. And yes. I don't know if anybody else has anything that they've been... Personal about it when it comes to training, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, it, when it comes to bar cycling, um, repetitive movements, mm-hmm. with weightlifting movements. Yes. Um, I'm, you know, single? Mm-hmm. Sure. Because I'm using technique, using the strength I have. Mm-hmm. But when it's in a wad, mm-hmm. right? So now there's, you know, 10, ten snatches, not just a single rep. Yes. For, for weight, it's 10 snatches, you know, a round of four, let's say. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it, it just taxes me. Yes. So where would you recommend to work on? Would that, would that be a strength thing? Would that be a <laughs> weight endurance thing? Like how, how would I work at that? to improve that aspect of it or com- maybe it's a combination so of first i'll have to see the weight that you're using for those sets of 10 mm-hmm. right is it light or is it heavy right compared to your one or max right okay if it's heavy compared to your one or max then it's a strength issue we got to put that strength up or maybe you even have to lighten the weight right mm-hmm. if you're getting fatigued off a lighter weight then it's more of a technique issue right mm-hmm. So a lot of, from what I see, it's more technical than strength related in CrossFit, at least in the CrossFit space. And then if it's not technical, then it's a little bit more ego. You want to satisfy your ego to go a little bit heavier to go RX instead of going a little bit lighter, what you should be doing and really focusing on keeping the bar close. Like Let's say for a snatch, keeping the bar close, not letting uh, don't use your arms on that pool. Right, as much as possible, and then on that catch or receiving position, you're always landing with your arms straight. Gotcha. Now let's say, let's say technique is fairly sound, mm-hmm. um, and the weight is relatively light, but yes. you still, I, I still feel that I'm, you know, let's say you want to improve that area. Let's yes. say that's a weak area. Yes. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe the the uh, Metcon stuff and, and box jumps, all that stuff, mm-hmm. the plyo stuff, yeah. running fine there. And then on the, you know, three reps, the, the one reps, weightlifting stuff, the mm-hmm. technique is there. But when once those things combine, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. And even if you're using, you know, you're scaling fairly yeah. probably, it's just like, if, you know, you know, like, Video games where they have the guy and they're fighting and like they have the bar where it's just yes you know, yeah. the bar and like <laughs> yeah. it just yeah. like depletes so fast okay yeah you know no, yeah, I mean? yeah yeah so how how would you maybe improve that so you know, that's it? more work capacity yes so I think that's what it is so yeah. building your strength up for the snatch is one way to do it right mm-hmm. because let's say you have a ninety five pound snatch and you only and ninety five pound snatch for reps right like a twenty one fifty nine let's just put it that way okay right. But your one max snatch is 205, right? It's still 50%. But if your one max snatch was 250, 
275, mm-hmm. 300. What's a 95-pound snatch to you? Yeah. It's not much. Right. It's not much. You're going to mm-hmm. pull that like it's nothing. Correct. Right? Correct. The other aspect of that is if you're getting very fatigued, then you also should increase your aerobic capacity as well. Because what aerobic capacity does, it helps you recover. Yeah. Right? So people that run a lot, swim a lot, um, do those type of cardiovascular activities, they recover a lot faster. You recover faster from that than from the strength training. And the cardio stuff does help you recover from the strength training. So if you ever look at uh, bodybuilders, they always think they always do cardio. Like nowadays, they're talking about cardio all the time. They're like, oh, I got to do my cardio, got to do my cardio. The reason why is because they can short in the sessions. Instead of resting five minutes, they're resting mm-hmm. three minutes, they're resting two minutes in between yeah. each set, right? Yep, yep. And that'll take time off the gym. You're condensing your training volume, and it, therefore it's going to be harder. Or I like that. No. So basically do... All, all the things more or not <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. yeah no, so that makes sense that makes sense yeah yeah get better at your cardio and then get stronger in your snatch yeah anybody else have no some, no well, just, if you uh, want to think a little some crossfit related any questions oh, no, I, not a question but uh i need him to answer something <laughs> <laughs> so now that you've trained boris socrates myself mm-hmm. and nick yes you have to rate <laughs> who's the best us. Yeah! you have to rate us I don't give From a best to worst. Don't worry about me. <laughs> <laughs> best to worst in terms of what? Whatever you wanted it to be in your mind. <laughs> well, in terms of technique... Don't put them in the spot. Don't put them in the spot. In <laughs> no, no, no. We're, and we're, not gonna take, we're not taking offense to it. No, right. no. We don't, we don't have to we take offense. We know how bad we are. Yeah, we like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, you know, we have, a, we have something in between I'll us. I'm you to this I, I, I shouldn't say this. But we have something that we say between us. Yeah. That Eric actually was the one who started saying <laughs> this. And, and the, the saying goes like this. It's not that serious. <laughs> so whenever we're like, you know, doing something, it's like, hey, man, remember, it's not that serious, bro. Just do what you can. So you can honestly say whatever you want to say. It's yeah. fine. You know, we're not going to take it that serious. Don't worry about it. Okay. In terms of te- technique, I'll probably say Eric. Ooh. Eric's the best. Yeah. Yeah, it only goes downhill from here. In terms of um, <laughs> in terms of pushing yourself, probably Socrates. Wow. Hey, 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 hey. I'm trying, man. I'm trying. I'm trying. Uh, Taking a break a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do take a lot yeah, of breaks. Hey, yeah, I he always try to take breaks when I not when I'm not looking. I turn around, yeah, for, I turn around for a second on purpose, and then look back, and I see this guy <laughs> just breathing out, <laughs> just breathing out. Goes the other way around. Every time you look, he takes a break. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have to. Yeah. That's the only break I have. But most improved, far Nick. All right. <laughs> yeah, his snatches have improved a lot lately. I was like, whoa. <laughs> New Nick. <laughs> That's great. I mean, I, I think one of, one of the things I like about when you are there um, is that you pretend you're not looking at us, but you are. <laughs> you know, like, like no, smirking at us. <laughs> 
you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like that. Like the other day, we were doing the bike thing. We were doing the bike thing, right? Remember, it was like a workout thing. was on Tuesday or something that it was like the bike every whatever. It's like twice. I don't know. It was 10 calories or whatever. Yeah. And I'm doing the bike, right? And I'm looking around. I don't see you. And I'm like, let me tell you. And now I'm like, there's you right there. I'm like, oh, man. And I'm like, yeah. and then he's like looking at like how how uh, how many calories I have. I'm like, I'm like okay, so it's like, you know, like I can't, I don't, it's like you disappear, but I know you're near and you are actually looking at us. So I have to kind of have like my. You're omnipresent. Right, exactly. You are God. And, you know, so, it's like, so it's like, well, man, this guy, man. But um, thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you for actually, you know, looking around and, and correcting us. You know, yes. which is one of the things I think yes. that people actually gravitate towards CrossFit because of the mm -hmm. fact that you have that one on one, mm -hmm. that you have somebody there that is going to look at what you're doing and is going to correct it or actually help you improve on it. Yeah. You understand? And that's, you know, um, and I'm, you know, I'm going to be honest. I have a lot of people that I speak to about CrossFit and the, the first thing they bring up is like, oh, it's too expensive. But they don't see the, the idea. They don't see the idea mm -hmm. behind that you have somebody there that is going to be looking at you and is going to tell you, you know, how to actually become better yes. at that particular movement or, or whatever you are doing. And that, and to me, uh, uh, CrossFit, if you take it, you know, at least as much, as serious as you can. You know, you can see improvement faster than any other type of workout, in my point of view. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, if you do it the right way and all that stuff. Yeah. And I'm talking about, you know, in, in your entire body. Not like, you right. know, you're going there to a gym and then you're hitting the chest, you know, yeah. and bench press every yeah. single day, three times a week, and then you got a big chest, you know? But <laughs> everything else is disproportional. So yeah. that's one of the things, you know. Yeah. I don't know how you think about, you know, I don't know. This is just me. Yeah. No, I'm, not, I'm, no, no. I'm, I'm saying, what do you think about that? No, no, but what do you think about it? Because of the fact that, you know, we all, we one something that we have in common, all of, all of us here, yeah. is that in one time in, in our life, so far. We were healthy? No. We, <laughs> that was beside the point, bro. But we actually went through the whole idea of being in a commercial, you know, gym and all that stuff, mm -hmm. and, and, and knowing the difference between. You know, going to a gym that is a commercial gym and you, you do this, this, and that, and then you go to a CrossFit and the improvements are quite different. Yes, yes. I tend to agree with you on that just because a lot of people go to commercial gyms and they just, oh, I like that machine. I'm going to do that machine. Let me do it for three sets. Oh, I like that machine over there. Let me do that one for four sets. You know, you don't really have a structured routine. In CrossFit, you do have, well, it's not as structured as my training, but, <laughs> but you do have a routine, right? You do have a set of parameters that you have to hit, right? And you do also have a coach that tells you like, Hey, this is how you're supposed to do it. Hey, uh, maybe go a little bit slower on this one, or maybe let's push the pace a little bit. I saw that you were, you were a little bit lighter on the wall balls. So let's try to go RX this time. You know, you always have someone there to keep you accountable for what you do in the gym, Correct. what you do in your class, right? especially if it's like a smaller class. Like if it's a big class of 30 people and there's that, one coach, that's yeah, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. You have to, you have to go, you basically have to go to the ones that need help the most and almost like ignore the rest type yeah. of thing. You know, like, you don't want to ignore okay them, for now. Yeah. but you want to try to pay attention to the ones that need help the most. 
all the time. That's your that's key? It, that's how it works. That's, 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 that's the way I, I go yeah. about it. Okay. That's the way yeah. I go about it. It almost coaching. comes to even a safety thing, I would imagine. Yes. Yeah, it's like yes. this. Exactly. I need to, my, my focus, is you're just one person, needs to be paid towards this person. Exactly. And that's that's the benefit of the kind of smaller classes. And yeah. It's, it's kind of weird, though, with schedules, you know, <laughs> you know, the 5 o'clock class might not be the 5 in the morning class. Yeah. Might be different than the 5 p.m. class. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. As far as how many people can go. Elo. Yeah, that's tough. That's Five tough. Elo and his wife. I would yeah. even go as oh, far to say that ago. for a lot of people, CrossFit's so important that they would even modify their schedule in order mm-hmm. to maybe go to a, a class that's yeah. smaller or, or so. To, yeah. Since you've watched so many people mm-hmm. do so many things in the gym, mm-hmm. what are maybe some of the common things that you see people do that you're like, you know, obviously it's goal oriented. Yeah. But maybe just from your perspective, it's like, hey, you know, I, I see this all the time. Or even maybe some people ask you questions during the yeah. day. Anything in particular? Um, common mistakes. But from your perspective. Yeah. From my perspective, common mistakes. Man, I was actually thinking about this the other day. <laughs> uh, common mistakes is going too heavy. Not focusing on technique and trying to rush the process. <laughs> Boris pointing at those. Those are those me, are bro. those are the three things I would say. Too, too right. So, too too much weight. Too much weight. Not enough focus on technique and okay. trying to rush the process. Okay. So like someone, let's say that can't even do a strict pull up, is trying to do kipping pull ups. All right. Yeah. You should be able to do strict pull ups first. Yeah. You're gonna injure. Is there your shoulder. a number? In your, you know. My standards are very high. <laughs> My standards are very high. Would you say that they'd have so to be able to do? I would. I would want you at least to do five to ten strict pull-ups okay. in order to start kipping pull-ups. That yeah. way, you, I know that you have the control for it, mm-hmm. right? For the muscle-up, I say fifteen to twenty, right? And that's strict just me pull-ups. personally. Okay. Strict pull-ups. Yeah. Yes. The reason why is because I'd rather you be too strong to do it mm-hmm. than too weak to do it. Right, makes sense. That's because of exactly yeah, potential ligament damage. Yes. Well, for the kipping, for yes, the kipping, for the kipping stuff. Yeah. For the muscle up, it's more so. I I want you to have a sturdy base, right? So if you have a sturdy base, you're gonna be able to go over that bar. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. All right. What are others? And then the. You hmm? said the what are other common common mistakes? So said I said I said that one going was heavy, that heavy. one was rushing the process. So going too heavy, right? right? So some people look at these wads, right, and they don't look at the weight on the board as a guideline, right? They look at it as the weight I have to hit, right? So let's say we have two twenty-five pound deadlifts for, let's say three rounds, you do ten deadlifts. 10 box jumps, and then 10 cows on the road. Uh-huh. Let's just put that example out there, okay. right? If 225 is the weight that you're hit, is the weight for the deadlifts for that day, and your one max is 275, 225 is too heavy for you. A lot of people don't want to hear that. So, and yeah. they want to push that 225, right? But, gotcha. tw- but you have to go a little bit lighter. That way you can get the reps, like, let's say if it's one of those workouts that you have to hit unbroken, get the reps that you need to do unbroken every single time. Got it. No, it's, I, I think you, you're right. Because I, I, I actually did, did a mistake. Because when we're doing the snatch yes. and all that stuff, 
I actually I uh, haven't done well. Snatch has always been my weak type of. Uh, I don't know. Everybody has like a weak, weak movement. Yeah, movement. Everybody has a weak type of movement. Yes. You have the uh, front squads, right? You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. it's the front rack. So it, like I have the snatches and the uh, overhead, whatever you know. Yeah, overhead. But um, I actually went ninety five, and we actually did ninety five, and you were doing it fastest, and I actually and it was six, uh, rep. Yeah. And the first round, I couldn't do the six. I'm like, no, I can't. You know, so I actually remember I told you like let's I'm, I'm scaling it down. I went to five, and then yeah. I went to like four, and I just stayed four. No, 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 I stayed <laughs> four. I stayed four. I actually stayed four. But they, uh, but I think you're right in that aspect. That sometimes yeah. maybe I don't remember what my uh, one rep mass mass was, but I think it was too heavy. I yes. should have gone maybe like seventy five. Yes. And you actually did six, you know, and. You know, trying ninety five and killing myself and, yeah. and and not focusing then get going again to the other mistake, then you go too heavy. That's one and two not focusing on the technique. movement, the technique itself. Yes, you know. And I was trying. I was I was actually trying. Yeah. And I was trying like what you told me about about, about the hip and kind of close and just not yeah. using not 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 hitting up but, but exactly and but actually yeah. just using the the hands to kind of like just bring it up and guide just going the under yeah, yeah. guy exactly and it's hard when it's 95 <laughs> yeah it was hard yeah. it was hard it was actually hard yeah, yeah it, was, it was yeah you have to push a lot more with your legs yeah what goes through your mind yeah, you need to work, work. when you're yeah. trying to balance the pushing someone versus <laughs> kind of what we were just talking about as far as going too heavy but you know, so do you think about the individual, the the their goals, mm-hmm. the kind of where they're at, and all that stuff? I imagine it's a lot of things to consider. Yeah, with something that you're probably deciding in a matter in an of seconds. Instant. So first, I have to see how it moves. Right? Does it move fast or slow? If it moves slow, you're probably not that strong. In order, not strong enough no. to handle that weight. Mm-hmm. Right. So if it moves fast, you're probably strong enough to hold, hold that weight. Uh, to be able to hold that weight for the workout, right? So from there, I go to, all right, if I'm not sure, if every rep looks exactly the same, like the lighter reps look look as fast as the heavier reps, then I'll ask them, what's your one or max? And then based on that, I'll see, all right, let's lighten the weight or let's bring the weight up. This is what I want you to hit. This is the stimulus of the workout. This is where I want you to be throughout the workout. Mm. Is there some variance to that one rep max? Would you maybe specify like what's your current one rep max or like what's your all time one rep max? Or? I usually like saying I usually like hearing all time one rep max because okay. most of the time you do still have the strength for it. But if you like, let's say, haven't done anything for a year, then I would go more based on okay, so you're previous one or max is let's say 315 gotcha and you haven't done anything physical for a whole year your one or max might be closer to 275 so i'll like guesstimate it in a way and i'll be like all right maybe 90 percent of this maybe around 80 percent of this is where he should be or he or she should be at the moment gotcha. so based on that and then based on how it moves those are the two things i look at you don't think people fake their one rep max? And that should be a worry? I say this in the sense that you're, you're, 
everybody's all competitive. There's the people yes. that they want to be on the leaderboard and, yeah. and, or put their, their numbers up. Mm-hmm. And they do maybe the ugliest, like, oh, they almost completely destroy <laughs> themselves one rep max. Yeah. And then they yeah. live. They have to live up to that now in these wads. Yes, that tends to happen, and I already know who those people are, so wow. I, <laughs> I, I don't have to really ask them. Right, okay. I, and usually those type of people don't even listen to me anyway. So it's like, so it's like, I will try my best to give you advice, but if you don't listen to it, then it's just like talking to a wall. You know, it's like, uh, what am I supposed to do here? <laughs> I'm working from a place of my 20 rep max. <laughs> <laughs> That's hard. <laughs> That's hard. So, how much does CrossFit coaching involve a little bit of psychiatry? Huh? <laughs> well, <laughs> like it's, that's what it seems like. Like you have to, like get into someone's psyche in a in, in a way. To, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you have to get to know them, and you have to. Well, he said if I didn't finish the workout, I actually, I actually did tell him that. So I know, uh, I know who I know how to talk to certain types of people, right? Okay. Depending on how the the way you communicate me. I know whether to be a little vulgar or to be a little softer. Okay. Right? I'm very introverted, oh, so I. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not soft oh, with anybody. Girl, I'm like, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, who he could fuck with. Yeah. He's a little soft. Yeah. I know. I know who to, who to like say the bad words to, and I know who not to say. You shouldn't say bad words, but like. You have to know the person. Of course. Right? If you, you know the person, that, if that you're comfortable... Exactly. If you know the person and you're comfortable with that person, then you can push them a little bit harder in a certain way than someone that you don't know as much. Of course. Are, are they, Like, what would a... Let's say... And I, I don't want to put you on blast <laughs> or anything, but like, let's say... Just generalities. Like, mm-hmm. let's say you're in a room full of coaches and everybody <laughs> knows, you know, what's their, what they're working with. They know, you know... The, their clients and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. What are some of the things that maybe might be said? Kind of as far as, you know, hey, today I had to deal with this and, you know, this is how I dealt with it. Because mm-hmm. um, I, I would imagine, because as far as a coach, it's you're not training robots. Yeah. You're training people, mm-hmm. individuals, and everybody's different. And just like you said, some people you could you could say this to, other people, you once you get to know them, you know that you have to maybe do this or say this yeah. with that person. So what are maybe some of those examples? That we talk amongst coaches? Sure. Like, as, uh, yeah. Like, let's say that in that kind of scenario where... Or like in a meeting or something? Right. Like, how, how would you... Because I, mean, I imagine just like knowing the movements yourself, mm-hmm. knowing how to coach the movements. Yes. It's also... And that's why I just kind of was joking about the psychiatry part. Yeah. How much of that is kind of just mental? And then do you guys actually discuss that? And and what would you discuss? Like, like you know, hey, when I when I talk to Socrates, I know that he takes to this this way. Or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Does that ever happen? Um... Not much, actually. Okay. We don't really... Or is that individual? Like, each individual coach has that kind of knowledge in their their head? It's more individual, right? So, if I don't know how to... If I don't know how to help a specific member at the gym or a client, I will ask someone that knows more. Okay. Right? So, if... Yeah, I would ask someone who knows more at the gym. If no one knows more than me, 
then I'll search this up myself. Okay. Right? So if someone has dealt with this certain particular member or particular client or whatever the case may be, then I'll speak to that person. I'll be like, hey, how'd you do this? How'd you help them do this? You know? But I tend to... I tend to for me, it doesn't happen that often for me to actually tell you like specifically what I need to say or do. Well, let's say like the individual who maybe just doesn't listen. Is that just kind of a lost cause? Or is there another way around it that maybe, okay, okay you know, maybe yeah. I if this approach is a little different, and yeah. maybe they, they may listen or, or is it just, you know. Yeah, that's a very, that's a very hard uh, situation. Um, so... What you, te- what you tend to do as a coach, you have to try to work your way around it as much as possible, right? So if they don't respond to a particular, a, a particular cue in a technique, then you as a coach, you have to think about other cues that other people use that has worked for them. Mm, yeah. Right? So like, let's say for the squat, some people think about it as a leg press, right? You got to push the floor away from you, Right? That doesn't really work for me. I have to think about, hey, keep my knees in line, right? Really focus on driving your hips through for the squat, and then you will execute it perfectly, right? So that would be more on a person-person basis. Some people, people you need to really go deeper, dive deeper into the cues. What cues can you say that will help them? Some people... Don't listen no matter what. <laughs> they, they, do they, they just do their own thing. You, yeah, can, yeah. you can say, hey, this is the warm-up, and they're like, I'm not going to do it. And is it more just like they stay quiet and then they just do whatever they want? Well, depends. This is Miami. <laughs> this is Miami. People are just working out here to not be fat. <laughs> to be honest, there's a lot of people that are like that, that they just go to the gym, and they don't really, like, they don't care. They don't care. They're just going... I had to, someone to move, today to move something. Yeah, right? to move something, which isn't all that bad. At least it's not. At least they're moving. It's not. Right? I prefer someone to move. Yeah, you know, I prefer someone to move. That's what I always tell um, Boris. Oh, I always tell Boris, you. "Hey, move. move. I don't care. I don't care how <laughs> slow you go. Move. Just Try not to stop. Yeah. Right. Just keep going. Just keep going." Word. Yeah, and he does it. He's doing it very well. Yeah. He's doing it very well. Yeah. Every once in a while, he'll like. Look around to see if I'm looking, and I'm and I look straight at him like, dude, <laughs> come on, you gotta move. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> what would you say? Um, what would be some, like a suggestion to people that are that actually to go that are in the gym? Mm-hmm. Uh, as, what would you suggest to them? Something simple, maybe it's just a mindset switch uh, when it comes to receiving. But to everybody in general. Yeah, everybody in general. Everyone in general, yeah. Like it went, as far as receiving instruction, mm-hmm. um, and I, I, I think, well, yeah. Let me pre, uh, say first. I, I think it comes down to trust first. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Let's say even they, they, they trust you, and they, have, yeah. you have that open line of communication. Um, I don't know if there's something that one can do to be more open or be more responsive or be, you know, like so, what would you prefer? And I know you, you work with different people. So like, what do you see in the people that are responsive versus maybe the people that aren't responsive? Uh, being open-minded. Okay. Right. So that the people sense. that are most responsive are open-minded yeah. and they'll listen to you and then they'll be like, okay, 
let me try this. Maybe he's trying to help me. Right. Right? Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. They try it. It works. Oh, wow. He did help me. Yeah. Or they yeah. try it. Yeah. Doesn't work. It's like, oh, maybe, maybe it didn't help me this time. What if next time he tells me something that will help me? Sure. Right? Right. Right. So some people are open-minded in terms right, of that. Right. And some people are very close-minded. Like yeah. you'll tell them something and they'll just stick doing, to their ways. Right, right. Yeah. And it's just, sometimes there's no way around it. Right. And other times you just have to be more stubborn than they are. <laughs> yeah. and keep telling them the same thing hey you're doing it wrong or yeah. exactly exactly and exactly. It, I, I, I find that in your position as, as, as a trainer that you know dealing with people that are you know in their 30s 40s and 20s Plus. and and, um, <laughs> and you being younger oh, no. and you, you know 50, yeah, 40, yeah no, you went backwards 50, <laughs> 50 who's 50 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40 who's 50 40s yeah <laughs> 40s. Uh, so, uh, so the idea is that uh, do you find that some people actually are more receptive than others, and they don't see it as as a critique, more than a way that you are trying to help them? Can you repeat which that? Age group? <laughs> He's saying which, which age group is group more, is more is receptive to what you tell them to do it? Yeah, like you know, because because just to me. You know, mm. if, if if I'm not, I'm open-minded, like you just said yes. before, right? And, and whatever you tell me, whatever you tell me, I try to, I, I'll try to do it. Yeah. I'm open-minded, open-minded. You're very open. Yeah. yeah. Um, wrong guy, my brother. It's about uh, so, yeah. Wrong guy. So, no, but I, I'll accept your, your, your opinion, yes. and I'll try to do it. Mm-hmm. But I, is there, like, an age group that... He gets it. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. I already get it. <laughs> so I would say, on your man, bro, you're about to go into the history of if it's a, if it's age group, if it's age group, I'd say the older folks. Are what the better ones? Yeah, they they listen more. They listen. Oh, we listen more. We listen more. Yeah. He said we listen more. Yeah. Now, would you say well, he doesn't, he doesn't ultimately really it comes down to, yeah, to I trust? I don't know. He doesn't listen, I guess. Um, like if, younger. If, or, this, we listen. or just is that just a general? I think it has, yeah, I think it's there's some trust to it, but then there's also knowing your coach. Okay. Right? Knowing, not annoying. Or you said knowing. <laughs> no, yes, no. Yeah, knowing your coach, right? Yeah. If you know your coach, if you know how he trains, you know how he moves, right? you'll know, you'll distinguish very easily if it's right or wrong, right? right? And also the way he says things as well. Well, that goes with trust. That's yeah, that goes with knowing, trust. Knowing the coach, trusting yeah. the coach. Exactly. Yeah. Yep, yep. And being able to accept exactly. what he's telling you yeah. as being the, the way you're supposed to do it. Yeah. Not, not like, no, I'm just going to keep doing it. But you also have to take it into a grain no. of salt because some coaches cue very badly. Right, and also some coaches don't know how to explain the movement the right way, mm-hmm. right? Maybe you'll get it right, but then the other person doesn't get it as right, right? right. Uh, I used to be one of those coaches where I would cue hips for clean and jerk and snatch. Now I know that's wrong. What I've been so so. A lot of people tend to use overuse their glutes for clean and jerk and snatch. That's why they jump forward and jump backward. The bounce, like yeah, bouncing off? yeah. So oh, it shouldn't so bounce it off. It should be. Brushing, right? It should be brushing up your thigh for the clean. It should be brushing your hip for the snatch, right? A lot of people tend to not, not think it's not supposed to be a bump. It's supposed to be a brush, 
right? You're supposed to be using mostly quads. That's something I learned from a catalyst athletics. Yeah, and I had a weightlifting friend. Yeah, 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 I had a weightlifting. Friend. I had a weightlifting friend. Yeah, I had a weightlifting friend that talked about it as well. It's like you got to be using your quads for clean and jerk and snatch. It's quads, mostly bro. quads. Was that the coach is being taught wrong. What was this, bro? That, the thing. The thing is, for me, the problem was that I was getting a lot of information from powerlifting, and if you see old school CrossFit, they don't teach the clean and jerk and snatch very well either, right? You always have to look at it as this, right? This is the way I look at it. Go to the Olympic lifters for advice for clean and jerk and snatch. Go to the power lifters for advice for the squat, bench, and deadlift. That's the way I think about it. So in order to improve, go uh, go to the weight lifters for the clean and jerk and snatch for advice. Go to the power lifters for the squat, bench, and deadlift for advice. That's the way I see it. So when Socrates, what's the subtitle? Right? <laughs> right? So if you're trying to get better at the pull-ups and stuff, go to someone that knows about the pull-ups and the dips and all that stuff and the, and the handstand push-ups. You got to go to someone that knows more about that particular subject. Because if you go to someone that doesn't know that much, you're not going to get as much information and you're not going to progress as much as you would as if someone who knew it or knows it like the back of their head. Yeah. Yeah, and in CrossFit there's I mean you have so many disciplines and, and things involved. Yes. You might be strong in a certain aspect, you'd be exactly. able to teach that, not so much in the other. Yeah. So yeah, no, that makes sense. No, I'm Boris hearing this, he feels strong right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm already feeling the next week. <laughs> so what's up? No, no, no! I'm actually no. I'm, I'm actually taking it in. I'm taking it in. And he makes a lot of sense. Translations. Yeah, I am. I am. I am. Okay. Okay. No, but it makes a lot of sense, and it actually brings everything into kind of like perspective. Yeah, perspective. But at the same thing, you know what? I don't know if I don't want to criticize anything. I don't want to criticize anything, but um, but I I I always heard that that. What you're not supposed to do, mm-hmm. the bump. Yes. Okay. They, I had a few trainers saying that yeah. you are supposed to kind of like bump the uh, the bar. Remember? I, I don't know if you remember. No, that's that. what they that's what they tell us. Right, break. that you have to yeah. bump the bar yeah. up or whatever. Like, you gotta like oh, you gotta yeah, hit yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. You gotta like hit yeah. it. And and it worked. Like it yeah. worked though. It works. Yeah. Yeah, it works until you start getting stronger and it doesn't work anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. What, that's what happens. Yeah. So the thing is, once you when you're using the wrong cues at lighter weights, it's gonna work. Anything's gonna work when it's something light. But once you start getting stronger, you're gonna need to go into the right technique a little bit more, right? Because if not, you're not gonna be able to lift the weight. Explain that replacement of bumping at the hip and using the quads. What is how do you use the quads in that? So you want to think about the leg extension. If you've ever done a leg extension, you feel like a little quad cramp at the top. Right, slight. It's not much, but it's slight. Right, so that's what you want to feel as you're extending your legs in the clean and jerk and snatch. You want to think about the quads getting squeezed. You want to squeeze the front of your thigh as as hard as you can, right, and let the glutes almost like relax in a way, right. Whereas a lot of people bring their hips forward, and it's just the bar swings in front of them, and then it like goes either too far back or. It's too far forward. 
you want to let it all go, all the load as much as you can go into the quads. I think the wording too kind of, it may mean something for someone and something different to someone else. Yes. So when the, as far as the coach goes, he may be thinking, you know, bumping means like that cue from the bar uh, being at the top position mm-hmm. to to going up. And probably yeah. for them, it just actually... Uh, yeah, it works. It, it, it works, and it, it yes. is actually just kind of gliding, and it's mm-hmm. maybe a cue for them. But for someone else, it's like, no, I actually got to bump it. And then the bar is going out in front. Then right. they have to move forward to try to yeah. catch the bar. So yeah. it, it just may be a bad cue and a bad word to, to begin with. Yes. It's just yes. interpreted wrong. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So I haven't fucked this up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you see somebody starts humping the ball. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to do it. <laughs> <laughs> you got the wrong guy, bro. You got the wrong guy. Oh, man. The wrong guy, my brother. No, but that's one of the cues that we actually always heard. I'm not yeah. going to say who said it. Okay. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Who said it? Who you said, that's you. But, um, but, but, that guy, we, but we actually always heard that you're supposed to do it. That's the way. No, I think that's what, the correct well, I think way. what Beto said is right. I think it's. They use those words, but they might it, for everybody. It's like a, like a different. Some people, yeah, it translates differently. Yeah. So I was translating it wrong. <laughs> Everything for you translation. Uh, I guess so. <laughs> Let me have a drink of Arturo. Arturo right here. Uh, hey, from good, Spanish Marie. Like Spanish Marie. Yeah, Arturo is pretty good. The same show, but it's Spanish. So this guy is big. <laughs> I do speak Spanish, but... It's always, it's okay. Yeah. 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 And then at the, end, at the end, we have ceviche and leche del tigre. Yeah. <laughs> His favorite, leche del tigre. Yeah. Del tigre. His favorite is leche de burro. Leche de burro. He likes leche del tigre. Did you ever like beer, enjoy beer at all at any point? No. no. Yeah, <laughs> no. it's not enough yeah. for everyone. Did you drink nothing at all your entire life? So I did drink only... Once and I've tried a couple Once. drinks every now and then, but I don't know. It was, like wine yeah. or hard no, liquor or what? No, no. It was back in high school. This was, oh, I think, sir. maybe. He's like Robitussin. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been senior year. It could have been. Yeah, it could have been senior year, and I had a couple shots of probably like tequila or something, but that's about it. That's about it. You had a couple yeah. shots of tequila with never drinking before. Yeah. Oh, that wow. Wow. Yeah. No, that did that did hit me. But that was the first and only time I actually like felt something after drinking and that's the yeah. That's, that's the like, end of it. That's the end of it. That's the end of it. What was it that you were like, nah, I'm not doing this no more? <laughs> I'm a gym rat. <laughs> at yeah, heart. That's what it is. No, I'm, what a, it is. I'm a gym no, rat at heart. And that's more important than his body. So my friends, my friends got into the partying scene and all that stuff, and I I detoured from it. So like I was like I couldn't hang out with them, and I I still hung out with them during the day, not at night. Because I always want, I always like I'm like man, I gotta sleep to grow, I gotta sleep to get stronger. So uh, it's always that's always been in the back of my head. I gotta sleep. I can't yeah. drink. If I drink, it's gonna affect my recovery, yeah, and I'm not gonna get as I'm not gonna get as good as I want to get. Yep. And then now, since I ha- since I'm like I have an autoimmune disease, I can't even have that either way. Okay. So it's like a definitive like no. I know for sure. Yeah, no for sure. So in, in your point of view, like how much is resting and a well balanced diet into the whole idea of working out? Like what's because some people actually say, oh, this is seventy percent, this is sixty percent, this is fifty percent, 
and all kinds of stuff like that. This one is to you, like resting is how much percent is. of you know being fit and all that stuff. Resting as in sleeping? Yep. Man, uh, for powerlifting, sleeping is everything. How many hours? Just yeah, I think that for crossing right, right now, just in general, right now, sleeping's everything. Yeah, right now, Everybody. my sleep is awful because I've been work. Wow. I've been waking up like at four a.m. to get my workout in. What? Yeah. You're good at 4 a.m.? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's awful because of that. Uh, recent, right, right now, the thing is I'm training at home, and my brother's training at home, too. And he's doing powerlifting like me, but we only have one power bar, and then we only have a certain amount of power powerlifting plates. So it's like the only place I can train is at home at the moment. That, only that time? The thing is, once I get home after six, I'm exhausted. Either I have to go train a client so I can't, right. or I'm completely exhausted. That's your sweet spot that you can do it. Exactly. Right. Wow. That's, right now, that's the case. I, I used to coach, like, let's say, coach from 9 to 10, and then from 10 to 12, there was a break, and that's when I would work out, and then from 12 to 1, I coach again. So I think I'm thinking about going back to that next week. I have to talk to my little brother, see bring him into the gym, and then he does the training with me at nice. the gym. Nice. So that way I can get a little more sleep. My sleep. Yeah. And what about, what, what about when, uh, dieting? Like Diet? Correct, eating the correct type of food and all that stuff. Well, I've always, I've always been <laughs> yeah, into, right. yeah, you guys have a hot <laughs> 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 I've, I've always been into like eating healthy and stuff. I've always ate the same thing since I was a kid. Like, every day I've been eating the same thing. Rice, chicken, and whatever else uh, my mom beans. cooks up. Every single day? No no beans. Uh, right now, yeah. Rice and chicken. I mean, that's the only thing I can tolerate. My disease is pretty so bad. Still rice and fish because, of, every, uh, because of the condition you have? Yeah, because of the condition I have. Oh, wow. When did you get diagnosed? I got diagnosed last year in August. But before that, you were already having be, problems with food. Be, no, before that, actually, it kind of, like, snuck up on me. Right. In a way. Right? So... The first crappy thing I uh, eliminated was basically fried food because it didn't sit well in my stomach. No. And dairy, since I have asthma, it conge uh, the congestion. And then after that, it was like pizza. And then after that, it was just like, you know what? Let me just stick to the foods that, are, that sit well with me, and then I'll just stay with that. Yeah. So you... So to you, to you like rice and, and chicken is the one that actually... So I used to eat a lot of... so No red I, meat or anything like that. I used to eat in the... Do you know the vertical diet? No, I don't. So the vertical diet is big on red meat. That's what I was eat Before I was diagnosed, I was eating a lot of red meat and a lot of rice. That's all I was eating every single day. Red meat, rice, and then I had carrots with that. Sometimes I would have red peppers... Uh, spinach and those are the basic foods These I'll have. Diets? This, this, this yeah. is yeah. This is like this is like a bodybuilding slash right. powerlifting diet. Right. This is yeah. This is like one of those like very like kind of like hardcore like meathead diets type of thing. But it's um it's it's very big on the foods that sit well with you. So it follows like a low fodmap uh low fodmap thing, which is like basic panel of saying like these sugars. These foods that have these specific sugars are very hard to digest and they cause like kind of gastric distress. Mm -hmm. So that's something I, I still follow, but I cannot have the red meat because of too much fat. Can't digest fats. Do you feel like 
when you eat, do you feel it? It's almost like a. Uh, no, it, like you're you're just like fuel. Yes. Is it just almost like it's become fuel? Yes. And, and it's that, just that's the perception. It's of just it. fuel. It's okay. not a pleasure thing. It's just right. It, well, I mean, I do like my sweets, but I can't have them anymore. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's mostly fuel. Before I was diagnosed, I will tell you, I mean, I would go to a birthday party, whatever. I'll have cake. I'll have cheesecake. I'll have, like, fun. Whatever there was. Like, I love sweets. Don't get me wrong. Like, yeah, I love sweets. I would eat them on special occasions all the time. And then... After those special occasions, I'll still have my strict regimented diet, eating four to five times a day. And, you know, it'll be the same thing, rice and beef, and then whatever else vegetable I have. When I was diagnosed, all that sugary stuff had to go out the window. Because I have ulcerative colitis. And that, it's not fun. (laughs) It's not fun. If I have too much sugar... I'll have a lot of inflammation. And with inflammation, sometimes comes bleeding, intestinal bleeding. So, yeah. Um, so you, is you, it you, a curable you, disease? Hmm? Curable disease? No. I have to be on hardcore medications for the rest of my life. Jesus, no. Yeah. Scary. Yeah. And you still want to work out. Yeah. I have a two-hour, I actually have a, like a two-hour IV every six weeks. What the fuck are you complaining? <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. deflecting to you. <laughs> really, I'm talking to myself. Yeah. Was it hard to actually? Too, we need to cut all that. Yeah. No, we already know. Shit. We already know. We, we know. We yeah. know. Yeah. Shit, dude. Was it hard to actually make that transition That's from like crazy. eating stuff I that you liked to kind of be more healthy eating and being careful what you eat? Well, he said he was already digest. pretty much. It's just the meat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the yeah, only thing I switched out, the only thing I switched out was red meat. He's a lot of plants. That's do it. You, you I went from red meat to chicken. Do you miss it, or like, you know, or? Um, recent. <laughs> do you cheat? Do you cheat sometimes? Like, no, no, hell, man. no. I, sometimes I do cheat, but once I see the inflammation, it like it just I go I down on like a rabbit cheat. hole, yeah. right? Because the thing is. Uh, when you're diagnosed with ulcerative colitis, it's not something that like, you know, oh, like one day to the next, oh, you have ulcerative colitis. No, it's, I went through a month. I lost, I was at 195 pounds. So I was 15 pounds heavier than I am now. Right. That, this was last year. Right. So I was at 195 pounds. I just finished the competition. I was the strongest I've ever been in my life. The biggest and strongest. 195. At 195. Yes. From there, before I even got diagnosed, I started having intestinal bleeding. And then little by little, I started losing a lot of weight, right? Because I didn't have an appetite. I was also going to the bathroom over 30 times a day. Jesus. Eight times during... I, I, I actually counted one time, and it was eight times during basically your sleeping hours. Oh, man, that sucks. So I didn't even sleep. No. I wasn't sleeping. I was going to the bathroom all the time. And on top of that, I was just losing weight, wasn't eating. Right? That was, uh, I think, a harder time for my family than it was for me. Because I knew I had to go through the next day, and I knew I had a good doctor because uh, my uncle has been seeing this doctor for over 15 years. So by the time I got diagnosed and got stable, then, then that's when I figured out a little bit more about the eating. Has any of that had 
anything to do with kind of your direction when it comes to nutrition? In terms of the nutrition course? Mm -hmm. um, not really. No. Not really. Because I, I, the thing is, it's very simple to me. I always think about it very simple. Eat your protein, eat your carbs, eat your fats. I can't, I can't digest fats from what I have. I can't digest fats. They just come out as liquid. Yeah. It's pretty nasty. But You got bottom line? Yeah, bottom line. Uh, thank you, Sebastian, for being here, first of all. Um, and, 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 and sharing with us your, your, not only your expertise <laughs> in CrossFit and training, <laughs> but at the same time, what you're going through. And, and how you've been able to manage it. And so far, it looks like, you know, you, you know what you need to do and how to, you need to do it. So thank you for sharing us because I know maybe one or two people out there that are listening uh, can relate to you or are going through that and, and yeah. you could be an inspiration to them. Um, but, you know, putting all that aside, I think, you know, like I said before, man, I said to us, you know, you're one of the, the best coach we have. Because you actually you. are sneaking up on us <laughs> and telling us, like, hey, man, you, that, you can do it better, you know? <laughs> and, like, you know, like... And you've been you missing can't... a lot of things, too, bro. Don't worry, I noticed. Yeah, shut me up, bro. Yeah, shut me up, bro. Don't worry, I noticed. So, you know, so, so. I'm not there. Sebastian can't see me. So, <laughs> or can he? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> These people, man. These are so-called so -called friends. Uh, exactly. But definitely, bottom line, man, you know, whatever you may have or whatever you're going through, man, there's always... Uh, yeah. You know, there's always a, a light at the end of the tunnel. You can continue to do it. Of course. You know, you can't, you don't, you don't give up on your dreams. Don't give up on, on what you like. You know, sometimes you just got to rearrange it and, and, and make it better and it'll work out, man. And Sebastian, again, thank you. George, thank you for coming, bro. The, uh, our, our, our friend, our buddy, you know, George, the, uh, George your tester, you know, exactly. Uh, George is slagging. I don't know what's going on, but, uh, <laughs> George, please come back, man. We need you yeah, here. Thank you, thank you. How was the beer, George? It was good. All right. <laughs> <laughs> he tried it. Uh, he tried it. He tried it. Yeah, he tried both. Uh, All right, man. So let's go to quit. Thank you very much for listening to Great Beer Fest Fridays. Ah. <laughs> 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 I like that. I don't know what that was.